You're listening to Inside Entrepreneurship, a show about doing business in the 21st century. And now, here are your hosts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inside Entrepreneurship. Today, we talk about a very important topic, which is collaboration. The uh, title of our episode today is Why Beat Him When You Can Join Him? My name is Basim al and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Susan Murphy. And Yaya Sayed. Hi, everybody. I hope uh, people are having a good week. And uh, I'm pretty excited about this episode because I love to talk about collaboration. I don't know about you two. Yes, I, I find collaboration to be a quintessential element of life itself. So, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, go ahead, Susan. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, I find... The, just the topic of collaboration, like Yahya said, was it, it, it is so much about everything in your life as opposed to just entrepreneurship, just your job, just your personal projects or life or, you know, collaboration touches everything in your life. And it's uh, it's a powerful tool when it's used properly, I think. Yeah, definitely. When I think of collaboration, I think of possibilities and almost endless possibilities because we're as as humans you know there's certain things that we can do on our own but we start from from when we're young like a dependence we're working towards in, independence and then there's the whole thing of like interdependence you know anybody who's done anything really great whether it's in life or in business or whatever endeavor is going to have is going to need the help of other people to make that vision a reality. Yeah, so really really excited to to delve into that topic. Yeah, I, I think I think I, I'd like you know we could start about you know just we we started a little bit talking about the power of collaboration. So maybe we could talk about like some some examples of it in in our own lives. And I think this show that we're doing together is a good example to get started on, right? Like uh, it sure is. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, you never you never know how you're going to meet people in your life, right? You never know who you're going to come across that you'll end up working with uh, or collaborating with. And I think how we all got together uh, is really interesting that it was, you know, it was sort of a student teacher relationship and then it became more of a friendship and now it's a friendship and a business collaboration and it's, you know, it's all ties together right and it can be a very powerful thing when you have the right people around you to collaborate with the people that share your values and your and your, your you know your sort of ideals and you have the same kind of drive and focus i think that's when the power of collaboration really comes into play everybody's kind of on the same page right and you can all bring your different ideas and your different your different experiences into the collaboration but at the end of the day you know we're a unit and we're a team working towards a common goal i agree even at the start of our civilizations hunter gatherers were collaborating together hunt food and also like protected and then agrarian societies did the same thing and way before that multicellular organisms started off with collaborating between compatible kind of cells and that's how life began mm -hmm. with plant life animal life and all of that stuff so yes collaboration is key as opposed to the very misguided thing that people say that you know survival of the fittest means endless competition that is not true to how life prospers absolutely it brings up a, a really interesting point you talk about collaboration 
you know, versus competition, right? When a lot, a lot of times when you start in business, you know, one of the things you do when you're putting a business plan together is do a competitive analysis, right? So you figure out who are your competitors and what are you up against and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that that's all well and good. It's, it's good to know who else is out there and what they're doing. But I, I remember sitting on a patio with a friend of mine once, and we weren't even that good of friends at that point. He, he had his own digital agency. I had my own digital agency. And we were competitors. We were competing for the same business, and we knew we were competing for the same business because we could see each other on the list, the RFP lists and stuff like that, right? But we got together for a drink and we started talking. And what we realized very quickly was that we had so many similarities in the way we wanted to run our business, but we also had different skill sets to bring to our business, right? So we realized that by working together as opposed to working against each other, we could actually be even more powerful, right? Sure, we could still compete on RFPs and things like that, but we started working together on a couple of projects and it actually went really well because our skill sets complemented each other. We also had this, this sort of philosophy of, hey, like why beat them when you can join them, right? Exactly that. Much more powerful when we work together than when we work against each other. I agree. Uh, that reminds me of spoiler alert for our audiences. Uh, but it's this episode of Mad Men where two agencies are basically competing for a single project and they're going in to pitch their own ideas. And But they know that they're smaller agencies compared to the bigger agencies that are also pitching. So they're like, we have things that, we, that are complementary. So why not just join hands together and they win? Nice. Yeah, it works. It absolutely works. And it, it is about finding that sweet spot between competing and collaborating. Like we could, you know, even our companies, right? Your companies and, and Jester, we could be considered competitors, but at the same time, it's more effective for us to work together on things than it is to work against each other or work separately. And it is, it is about but I think the secret of that isn't just work with everybody, right? Because yeah. there are, it's got to be a fit. It's got to be, you've got to have similar values. You've got to have a similar sort of mentality about how you go about business and things like that for it to really work. But keeping your eyes open and your, for opportunities like that as an entrepreneur, I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah, I think that especially or or kind of in in our area of uh, of work, like in in the digital in the digital space um, collaboration, because it's it's like a you know with the worldwide kind of web, like you know you can have clients anywhere in the world, and also um, you know we're based we're based in Ottawa, but also we can have people working with us and we have had people working with us in different locations in the world. That's where you have to collaborate internally, but also, you know, there's different aptitudes that we have and different different types of clients that we can serve perhaps in a, I guess, a, a better way sometimes or in a different way. So that's where I think that it becomes really valuable to have to partner with other people. So be like, well, you know, on this specific project, we we can do this aspect, but we think that Jester, for instance, could 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 fulfill this part of it even better. So that's where you you have that kind of convergence of collaboration that can that can happen and be 
-hmm. fruitful, you know? And everybody wins, right? Yeah. That's, that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all, that's what it comes down to. It's that we're setting each other up for success as opposed to, you know, setting each other up for failure, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. That's really neat. I think also like clients and potential clients, they, they respect that more when you're uh, respectful towards the quote unquote competition mm -hmm. or that you, you know, you're not always trying to force a fit with them. Like if you feel like, you know, you're a great fit, then let's explore that and let's make it happen. Mm -hmm. But if you have, if you have partners that you feel, okay, you know, they'd be a better fit for this specific type of project and you refer them, they'll be like, oh, wow, they could have, they could have pushed this and maybe gotten our business on this aspect, but they, they respected us enough to see what is the best fit for us with their, with their larger network and larger partners, you know? Mm -hmm. Looking at uh, hiring people, right? Because that's a collaboration too, right? When you hire somebody or you bring somebody onto your team, how do you, how do you manage that effectively? Like, how do you make sure that the people that you're bringing in are going to sort of contribute to the business in a, in a valuable way. Right. And, and, and have that, I like for, for team members to have that, that aspect of this is a collaboration. This isn't, I'm your boss and you must do what I say. Right. Um, it's, it is, we're working together, we're not working, you know, it's not that hard in our company. Anyway, it's not that hierarchical kind of thing. And I think that that, in a lot of cases works better than having this sort of regimented, like I am the boss, you must do what I say, kind of, kind of military <laughs> way of yeah. doing things. Right. It just doesn't work in entrepreneur in, in an entrepreneurial situation the same way. Yeah. I think, I think you're, you're, you're right on with that, especially, uh, especially, you know, for us as, as grassroots multimedia, we've, we've worked with several contractors. Uh, over the past year or so and contractors or freelancers in this space are even like they're often they're very entrepreneurial as well so it's not really it's it doesn't it doesn't work as well to try and have a hierarchical kind of conversation with them right mm -hmm. so in terms of flourishing with the work it's good to you know you have parameters for a project but then you allow them to take ownership of their part of it and come with their area of expertise and really they need some guidance, then then we can we can talk. But we we even like to bring them in to, depending on the scope of the project, to meet the client as well, even yeah. if they're working on a on a piece, a separate piece, so that they they get that kind of big picture look at it and then they can they can come with more fresh ideas and 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 take ownership of their of their section of the project. Mm -hmm. I, I love just getting people's different perspectives on things, right? Like I, I have a writer on my team, Tim, that uh, is amazing because he come he has just has a really varied background in academia, in um, uh, theology, and he has a whole big, really big, wide range of experience, government, everything. And he just brings a really interesting perspective to his writing that I don't think I could I would well I wouldn't have that because everybody individually has different perspectives on uh, and the way in the way that they see things and I love having that aspect of our team now because it just brings to such a fresh approach to what we're doing and uh it isn't just like oh you know coming out of my head all the time or my partner's head all the time and uh 
yeah, I, I think it, it does give you the really the opportunity to be innovative. And yeah, just having those different perspectives, I think is really is really important on a team. And uh, I love it. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it makes for good uh, brainstorm sessions, right? Like that's mm -hmm. where the, the term comes comes from, right? Like just yeah. having having fresh perspectives, having different ways of reflecting on things. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, 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 and myself, we uh, we really enjoy our own kind of our online work sessions together and brainstorming. Like, there's a lot of work that we can we can go off and do on our own, but I find even when we have a chance to to collaborate over over uh, like an hour, hour and a half together online, we mm -hmm. a lot we are able to flesh out a lot of ideas and come at it from both of our perspectives, and then mm -hmm. and then go off and work on that work on it on our own if we need to. You know yeah it's nice to have that balance between yeah. working together and working working on your own right i enjoy collaborative storytelling a lot i'm writing my own stuff but also when i'm working with my friends who are also authors it's fun like i have so many anecdotes about that the other day a friend of mine he was just trying to brainstorm what he would want to do with the prologue of his book uh, which is like his sixth rewrite of the book uh like the sixth draft and he just said one thing like oh what could it do and then it hit me that oh you could include this one character and it could go off in this way and 10 minutes later the main plot of the book has significantly transformed to make the whole thing way better than it was before and that's happened with another friend of mine who's an anthropologist and a musician and a multilinguist and he was trying to build a new world for a new language that he was creating and he was texting me about it and okay this is cool but what if we can do this and then we just had a back and forth for three days and next thing we know we have this fully fleshed out world with a few books planned out for him and it was amazing just because we kind of collaborated on those ideas together and those brainstorming sessions help so much mm -hmm. like just sharing your perspectives on something with somebody else can transform an idea right like you said into something just that's not just okay but remarkable uh, or yes. so much better than it was before you know i always say two two brains are better than one right so Definitely. you know if, if you can bring other people in i love that you said that um, you've got a group of people who are working together as authors like so you're all working on your own individual projects and then you come together and brainstorm and uh, talk is that it's it's more of a it's like I have different friends who are authors uh, and I'm working with different ones they don't know each other but oh, I'm, I'm always working with different ones of them one things essentially yeah but i would say like yes collaboration is the language of intelligence as well because when you think about it like you can form more complex thoughts and understand more complex feelings about yourself just because of the number of words that you can come up with and how do you do that by communicating what you're feeling with someone else and then them reciprocating that emotion back and that's how language developed early on mm. is was a way to express and communicate what you were feeling and that was reciprocated and the more complexity you add to it the more people collaborated the bigger the language formed mm. 
mm-hmm. and its vocabulary. Collaboration is everything. It, it, it develops better language than competition does. In creativity, in language, in, in arts and in poetry, like, like I've seen in my own life that collaboration really, really helps with inspiring you to create more work, especially in that kind of realm. It's not, it's not so much as like, I want to do better than somebody else. I want to create something in, that's partly inspired by somebody else's work. And I want to want to emulate to have those standards as well you know so just as uh, as Yahya was talking I was thinking to one of our mutual friends uh, Eob Zhu um, who you've both met I think online as well um, and he had uh, here in Ottawa um, at, at one point there was a, a weekly we'll call it a collaborative session that he did was which was called the dojo which was really 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 cool because it was a, an event for artists of all types to come together and they would uh they would like introduce themselves each time sometimes there'd be the same people sometimes new people and then they would uh they would break out to work on their craft for for like half an hour or sometimes an hour and then come back and share what they worked on or something old if they if they so wished you know Hmm. and and that really I, I, you know, that was every, every Monday they would have that. I didn't go every Monday, but I went like many times Mm -hmm. and I I saw that really helped me in my own creative process, which goes into work life as well. Mm -hmm. And it it was, it's just very powerful. And the other thing is like, you know, like when we were thinking about discussion points for this show, we were thinking about, you know, collaboration in in business. Yes, but also in life. Mm -hmm. And I think that it adds to feeling of purpose and meaningfulness in what you do. And it also, it also can, uh, we've talked about it in other shows, how in, uh, in entrepreneurship, sometimes you can feel sometimes a bit alone or, or lonely, or you can get down. Um, so these collaborating is a way to connect with other people and it can, it, it can, it can help you with your mood and your work ethic and everything. Mm-hmm. That's especially important given what we've just come through in the past few years of the pandemic, where I think for a lot of people, it was an incredibly lonely time at times during the lockdowns and we we're all stuck in our houses. And the only way we have to connect with the world is through online tools and Zoom calls like, you know, like we do. And um and you're right, you know, I, for me anyway, personally, it, it, it kept me going, being able to just jump onto a call with somebody and have a chat um, because it, you know, made being an entrepreneur even more lonely when you can't actually go out and meet with people and, you know, go to places like Collabro and have those, those great sessions and stuff. So, you know, it's, it, it presents some, I guess, some challenges sometimes when you don't have the means to necessarily connect with people in person. But thank goodness for technology and tools that enable us to, you know, even, even whether it's something like Zoom or Teams or, you know, Google Docs, being able to collaborate in a document together when you're all in dis- disparate locations, you know, that kind of thing. I'm fascinated and impressed every day when I get to do those kinds of things with people, right? Just because you were talking about technology and tools um, in regards to collaboration, that also made me think about how, sorry, I read a lot of different kinds of schools of science basically you know like articles from different schools of science it could be like let's say astrophysics or biology or chemistry or something like that quantum technology or something 
The funny thing that I find when I'm reading all these different articles is that sometimes there are these authors of a research paper and they have a hypothesis or they're presenting a challenge or then they're saying that, you know, they have all these different things figured out, but there's this one thing that has been like a burning question that hasn't been resolved, that they don't know what to do about it. And they're all searching for it. And then the other day, I'll be reading in some other department, a science department, and they have that one piece figured out. But because they're not collaborating between departments or across the world, essentially, they actually do not know that someone else somewhere has that solution in a completely different department. They're searching within their own departments for an answer, but while it's actually out there in a different department. And if they did know, if they collaborated, it would only enrich and lead to far more innovation and discovery. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also true for industries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like you saying, collaborating across different industries to help find solutions for each other. Exactly. Yeah, across different industries. And also I was thinking across different generations as well, the intergenerational collaboration, even even here we're, we're, of, we're of different ages a little bit, you know? So uh, as we're talking about collaboration across different streams and different industries, also um, different generations and uh, ages and and having grown up in different contexts and, and really enriches enriches the the process mm-hmm. how do you think that you know things like cultural diversity affect collaboration do you think that people with different cultural backgrounds uh different perspectives i mean how do you think that that really enhances the creative process that's a great question because uh, it's all about variety right like mm-hmm. variety makes things better when you have people coming from different cultural backgrounds they're bringing elements of their culture that you might not have had exposure to which can shine a new light or perspective on Mm -hmm. what you're doing because the more monolithic we get in any way the more redundancy we'll experience right but the more variables we include the better there are the chances of like more diverse results which means the chances of success are far better probability wise so it it makes sense to actually have cross collaboration between different cultures but not in a way that there's a template that everyone is following I, I think it needs to be a more pluralistic collaboration rather than like people from different cultures coming together but still conforming to a singular template that mm-hmm. is kind of predefined because that mm-hmm. defeats the purpose it inhibits innovation it's a very delicate balance between honoring and amplifying one's individual insights one's individuality through a communal framework mm-hmm. I would say like India's motto has been unity and diversity, which is, which is a great, which is a great tagline, I would say. And I think, I think that applies big time. I mean, we are, we are community based over the years. Civilizations also grew because different small pockets of communities came together with their different skills to build like a larger system. Mm. 
I love that we always get a history lesson on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> I think it's it, it's going to be one of those things that sets us apart. I'm sure of it. I'm yeah. sure of it. I love it. Quantum physics and history. That's <laughs> that's going to be our differentiator. I you know we talk we've talked a lot about um, about success and collaboration. Sometimes collaborations don't work out so good. Can we learn from those failures? Do you think um, this is something that we can? we can use uh, in a positive way, even though it doesn't work out? Uh, I, I think that inevitably, sometimes collaborations aren't going to work out the way that we, we want them to, either either one party or both parties. I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway for me is not to get jaded about it and, 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 and make, that, make that something where you're like, okay, I don't want to collaborate anymore. Or, or I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of down on the whole concept, right? I think there's always things that we can learn from a quote-unquote failed collaboration or collaboration that didn't work out the way that we had envisioned it. And I think, I think it, it helps us going forward to get on the same page before we start the collaboration, like be intentional about it. What are we, you know, what are our values? Do they align? What are our intentions for this collaboration? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's more of a um, if it's more of a, a, a business kind of partnership or, or joint venture, maybe write down exactly exactly the points that were were you know structure it in a proper way so that there's not misunderstandings because that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think that you know just reflecting on my own kind of journey, if you sometimes you you might if you come into a collaboration and one side is kind of has more of that kind of competition feeling uh, or or that comp- competition tendency, then things can turn out in a way where where one or both sides are not very happy with the outcome. Um, so, so that's my, my my take on it. But like the the main thing that came to mind when you mentioned that was don't let it j- don't let it get you jaded about about the because there's so many mm-hmm. there's so many great things that can be done if we work together, and there's so many things that we can learn from every every attempted collaboration as well. I think like another side to it also is, you know, beyond intentions, I think if something doesn't work out, I think it's really important to do a bit of a analysis of it and break down like what were the individual factors that made the collaboration not work and then what were the team-based factors and then what were the environmental factors because you could work really well individually and you would might not have a difference of opinion and you could work very well together as a team, but there could be environmental factors that unforeseen that come in the ways and that kind of inhibits the process itself. So it's better to not blame each other if it is an environmental issue. That way you can also come back later on or improve on it. And I think like, yeah, it's it's really important to do an internal audit of all the varying reasons why it didn't work, because then that will help you make it work next time. Yeah, with so the same true. people or someone else, right? It's so true. Um, it's to do that analysis. I think that's a really good, a really good tip, um, because I think what happens, or I know in my own failed collaborations over the past decades, it's a very emotional thing sometimes when you're collaborating with somebody you're working with them closely and then something goes amiss and you know it can often be very emotional and it can strike a lot of 
sort of frustration and anger and things like that. But doing that, you know, stepping back from that emotion and doing that analysis, I think is critical, even if you don't do that analysis with the person you're collaborating with, or you were collaborating with, because, you know, maybe there's hostility or something. But just doing it for yourself to say, what, what can I learn from this? And how can I make sure that I don't do this, you know, the same mistake again? Like you said, Basim, not not to be jaded from ever collaborating again, but seeing what, you know, what way you can move forward. And I think over time you learn, you learn a lot more about the kinds of people you want to work with. Right. And, you know, because even working in a client and relationship, it's still a collaboration, even though they're my client, we're still collaborating, we're still working together and it's still got to the in a a successful collaboration, each individual has to be getting something out of it. Right. It's all it goes back to that. What's in it for me? If I'm not getting out of the collaboration what I need, whether that's it doesn't matter what it is. Right emotional goodness, money, uh, time, uh, you know, whatever it is, if I'm not getting that for myself, then that collaboration starts to become lopsided. And if it starts to become lopsided, then that's when things can go amiss, right? So it comes back down to communication, right? And, and setting up yourself for success at the beginning of the project doesn't always work out. But when it does, it's a great thing. How we deal with disagreements also goes a long way because yeah, there can end number of reactions that you or the other party or both of you might have based on again, like, you know, your stress levels or the pressures of a project or anything like that. But just like a relationship or a friendship, does that mean that just because you had a disagreement or an argument, should that collaboration stop? No, Mm -hmm. because I mean, if you can sit with it and be like, all right, like, yes, this is why I reacted this way. This is why I reacted that way. Mm-hmm. You could together find that, okay, yeah, you can do better than that. Or you can come up with ways to support each other uh, or recognize mm-hmm. each other's triggers for the lack of a better word, because I think that's really important when it comes to working together is like as humans, like, yeah, we all have different mental health challenges that can contribute to how we react in a workspace we should come at it with more empathy i would say yeah i think that's critical empathy is uh empathy is a big part of it and and also not taking things personally right when it comes to a business relationship at any rate um you know it's it can be really hard to do that sometimes because it's you know, I, people always say, I don't take things personally at work. And I'm like, but it is personal. It's like, it is personal. It's like two thirds yeah. of my life. <laughs> you know, it is personal, but you have to be able to separate to a certain extent, your emotion with your, with your, pra- the practicality of like, this is what I want. This is what I need. And, uh, and sometimes you have to walk away and that's just the reality of it. Hopefully you can walk away from a relationship like that without hard feelings, without, you know, and, and that maybe someday you could revisit another collaboration with that person or those people. Um, but sometimes it just isn't, isn't a fit, but that's okay too. And I think it also helps to know that like, this is all make-believe building Legos together or Play-Doh. We come up with terminology and we give fancy titles to ourselves and, 
have these sophisticated layered policies and frameworks, but in the end, yeah, we are working together towards a common goal. And that is something that is just natural and simple. So I think it's important to also not get bogged down by overcomplications. There's a different power dynamic when you have the employer-employee dynamic, but like teamwork is way different. That always helps. Yeah, I guess we can uh, can also talk a little bit more about how to measure collaborative success as well. We talked a little bit about setting setting expectations and intentions, but what like kind of KPIs and metrics are relevant in, in evaluating the impact of, of collaborations and partnerships, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, certainly profit, <laughs> right? I mean, if everybody's winning, if everybody's you know, making money, um, that can be a, you know, a really good motivator for continuing, right? If it's, if that's working for people, um, there's, I think there's less tangible things too. Like, like I said before, um, where people just have to, like each individual has to understand what they want from the relationship and, and set their own KPIs and set their own, uh, goals for what the collaboration should reward them with, right? So thinking about those things, even before you enter into an agreement with somebody, I think is, you know, you want to, you have to know what you want to get out of it for sure. Yeah. When we upscale it kind of global level or societal level, collaboration is so critical in crisis, right? And the reality is that we are in a number of crises. We're going through a number of crises right now, which directly impacts how business functions. We can try to dissociate from the real life environmental factors that are impacting us, but everything is interconnected. Businesses cannot function in a vacuum. If collaboration was intended, ideal, to pursue during the height of the pandemic, we would have had less impact on businesses. Not a lot of businesses wouldn't have gone out of business, basically, in that regards. If if there was a greater collaboration between international organizations and companies in terms of creating vaccines and like figuring out policies regarding travel and everything else, we would have being able to handle it far better and reduce the impact that kept prolonging over time because we were looking at things in a isolated manner where we weren't really looking at the compounded impact of our lack of decision making so i think like being being mindful and deliberate with how we collaborate and how the domino effect of that is is super important with the environment for example yes it is easier to be like okay we need to meet the needs of our business right now so we're going to focus on our selves and not really take into account the repercussions that we're going to face as a result of the decisions we are making as entrepreneurs but if we collaborate with each other to come up with better solutions and better processes, we would have far less impact on the environment because that is that is something that entrepreneurship really has to grapple with in the last hundred years is there's been a lot of entrepreneurs with a lot of innovative ideas who pursue those ideas with the power of a steam engine, but then you're just road rolling over things when you're actually not collaborating with local communities. If you're not collaborating with all the different people who are working for you, 
you're not collaborating with the places that you're getting resources from. You really have to be very intentioned about how you're building your business. It just can't be, okay, you have that measure for success. So you're just going to go for it like that because just because you're chasing competition and just because you want to beat out the competition and be the best, you can't leave out the rest. Mm -hmm. So true. So true. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think as individuals, as business owners, we have a responsibility to make sure that the things that we're pursuing are not doing harm, right, in the process. And um, by working with other people who sort of know more about those kinds of things than 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 one might, uh, you know, those those are some ways that we can make sure that we're not doing harm as we go through our entrepreneurial journey. And uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a very valuable lesson for any entrepreneur to learn uh, at any point in their, in their phase of their, their business. So thank you for that. That's great. Yeah, I know there was some really great points there and it just brings it, brings it back to a point of the larger question of collaboration and the responsibility that comes with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So in terms of whether it be, you know, like collaboration on a grander scale, whether it be through crisis, like you were talking about when the pandemic hit, um, whether it be when there's crises, uh, political crises or or wars or, or stuff like that. And in business uh, specifically, uh, when, we're, when we're talking about like ethical guidelines that we need to adhere to, collaboration is really important so that there's buy-in from people across across the industry, right? Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot more that can be said about that. And and one of our other episodes was talking about uh, um, AI, right? As well. Um, mm-hmm. So that's an area that some of the some of the leaders of like I think the CEO of Google and other companies have said that there needs to be collaboration or guidelines put into place. And that's only going to happen if everybody buys into into the concept of of setting something clear. But yeah, I know those those are some some good points, and I think, yeah, we covered what we we wanted to in in this episode, and I I really appreciate the collaborative effort that you've uh, you've put in mm-hmm. on this one. So <laughs> why beat him? Why beat him when you can join him? Absolutely. I'd like to thank our audience for tuning in, and thank you. And uh, until next time, this is Inside Entrepreneurship. You've been listening to Inside Entrepreneurship, a show about doing business in the 21st century. Follow us online at insideentrepreneurship.ca and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.